When you go to do series in any scriptural book, you look for those pillars of difficulty that might arise in the reading of. And so here we come. Luckily running out of time, but at the same time, let's take it on. Now, the best exposition that I've heard on this particular subject about, well, it's from Ephesians 5 that this particular exposition is based. A little bit more wording in Ephesians 5, but a similar gist. My favorite president and his wife in discussion, we hope. Interesting. And so good. Not the bit about, there's funny bits in there, but we're not going to, we have no time. Oh, when it's West Wing, I could go off and do all kinds of interesting stuff. As I came to Colossians chapter 3, which Valerie has read to us this morning, and as I got to this bit where even, even if you noticed in the breaking up of it in the NIV, where it came to instructions for Christian household, what have we read without that, which is not in the original? And whatever you do, whether word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be uh, harsh with them. Children, by breaking it up, for some reason, this verse, this first verse, chapter 18, is the verse that we all think we should be doing the sermon on because this verse, as a lonely text, has been taken out of this text and has been put up on a screen behind us. There's a frightened vision. I never see that, you see. Uh, 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 up behind us in this huge print that this is the verse that I've had most debates about working with students. This verse. Most debates. Not the divinity of God. Nor are we seen by justification alone. We definitely got to submit to our husbands. And in those debates, can I say, very few men took the approach that wives had to submit. It was all the women. We've got to. It says there. We have to. I'm going to. We're going, no, 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 no. We're trying to, you know, no, 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 no. Can I also say, and I know this goes out in, t in iPod or a podcast and somebody will hear this, but you see the ones who argued most to be submissive? <laughs> you don't need me to tell you. We come to this passage not as, let me tell you when this first raised its head with me, I was in a British Council of Churches team to go to China. The Presbyterian Church in Ireland decided to do a tricky one with me. They sent me on a British Council of Churches team to China. During the trip, they pulled out of the British Council of Churches. I'm thinking, are they wanting rid of me here? Am I still theirs? But anyway, as we were preparing for this team, I had two members of the team. One who was a leader, who um, came, we were going through Colossians on the team. And I can remember exactly where we were the morning that we read this passage. And when we read the passage, um, the leader of the team said, oh, come on, don't read that. That doesn't, that, you don't need to be reading that. 
To which somebody said, why would we not be reading that? Ah, well, that doesn't matter anymore. My other friend on the team was a conservative female uh, student for the Anglican ministry. And she was livid at this idea that we wouldn't have to read this passage because the scriptures, the scriptures, we need to read the scriptures was her argument. And I'm not going to take Rachel's, but I'm going to do, I'm not going to take Francoise's who said, ignore it. I'm going to take Rachel's who said, we can't ignore it, but we've got to set it in its context. Let's set it in the context of where we've been these last number of weeks. We started this series in Colossians in chapter 1, which seems to be as good a place to start a series on a letter as any, chapter 1, and we got to what I think is the crucial part of the entire letter, this hymn, this subversive poem that we find, let me remind you, halfway through chapter 1, the son of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and through him and for him. In him, all things hold together. This subversive alternative imagining to an empire where Caesar was all those things. We don't live under an empire where Caesar is the one who gives us a redemption or in whom all things hold together. Oh, no, 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 no. We are under this supremacy of Jesus who sits at the right hand of the Father and rules over all principalities and powers. That changes the very imagining of the hierarchies and the community that we all live in. And we worked ourselves through till we came last week to an interesting verse just above these verses, where it says, here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. And we find ourselves in this new kingdom instead of empire where all is different, including all our relationships. And I think this is what it's coming to tell us right here, that the cosmic, many universes want, I'm looking forward to that next week. My mind might not be able to boggle with it, but it really wants to try. The idea that we are involved in this cosmic thing, connected to a God who holds it all in place. And that that should affect the very minutiae of the relationships we have as we sit in the pews today. I think that's what's going on here. The husband-wife relationship will be different because of who is our master. The father-child relationship will be different because of who is our master. The slave-master relationship will be different because of who is our master. One commentator said, and the more I've thought about this over the last few days, the more I kind of like it. In those days, he suggests, and commentators, I take them all with a pinch of salt, I have to say. But he suggests that in those days, there was this skill that you had where you left the controversial one to the end. Wives was the first one. The real controversial one when this letter was read 
was not wives or husbands, fathers or sons, though those things have been transformed. The biggie was this master slave. As we know, because we read Colossians alongside Philemon, where once was sent home, a former slave who ran away to his master again. Now, if that had happened in the empire, curtains for that particular slave. But it's not happening in the empire. It's happening in the kingdom where the relationship from master to slave is so different that the runaway slave brother in Christ coming home from having run away, been, having run away will be treated completely differently than he would have been in the empire, which sent me running away to, to end all wars. Have you seen the movie To End All Wars? Just once. You'll not go over it two or three times because it's pretty harrowing stuff, but it's amazing. It's the true story of Ernest Young, who later became the principal of Princeton, who was a prisoner of war, the Burma Railroad. It's the bridge over the River Kwai, updated. And what happens in this movie is that these guys who are in their concentration camp, the British prisoners, the American prisoners, the Allied prisoners, are trying to do something to get through. So one of the guys decides he will teach them literature, but the only book that they have is the Bible. So they start reading the scriptures. And in the reading of the scriptures, they find themselves reading about loving your enemies. And they ask themselves, what's the response to loving their enemies? So basically what they do is they decide they're going to love their enemies. The guys who are beating them up in the courtyard, they're not going to hate them. They're going to love them. So what are they going to do? They're going to build that railroad faster than their masters want them to build the railroad. And they get it done ahead of schedule because they do it not for the masters of the empire who are abusing them, but for the masters of the kingdom who they believe they really serve. And I say that and come back to my good friend Bartlett because there's the crucial part of the deal. All of these things are about submitting to one another. In fact, in the Ephesians part, the women are the ones who get off lightly because they do know more than all of us do. It's the men who have to love their wives like Christ loved the church and go on a cross for them. Now, I don't believe for a moment that the wives shouldn't do that either. I believe that the submission to one another is crucial for all of us. And when does it work its way into the real world? If Janice had submitted to me, the children would be dead, and dear knows where we would be at this stage. Because there are times when, in the balance and equality of our relationship, I need to submit to her. Partnership. Equally yoked. I was not looking for a wife who would submit. I was looking for a wife who would help this bundle of chaos to be able to live their lives. When I say that, you know what I mean. We're using submit as obey. It's not here. All of us need to submit to one another. So, 
Where does the West Wing go with that? Because the West Wing always goes with it. Well, it starts with us asking a question. Bartlett, as soon as he meets Leo, says, Leo, how can I submit to you? What do you need done today? I want to submit to you. The president to the vice president. Hierarchy broken down as we all submit to one another and break the cycle. Because the cycle of violence, the cycle of trouble, the cycle of inequality, the cycle of injustice is all because we do not submit to one another because some submit to a hierarchy above them or the hierarchy thinks they should submit to them and that's what gets us on into all the problems. Bartlett says, break the cycle. Submit to one another. So there's an interesting thing happens. By the way, it's series three, number six, war crimes. What happens is Toby, by the way, if you don't know the West Wing, I'm, I'm not having any sympathy with you. Um, to be an intelligent Christian in 2011 and not to have seen the series at least once, I, I don't know where you've been or why you think you're following Jesus. Um, <laughs> Harsh, harsh, I will forgive and show some grace. But uh, what happens in the series, Toby, who's one of the, the guys who writes the speeches, Toby has thrown a line out to his inner staff. And somebody in that inner staff has leaked it to the press. And it could be the headline in the next day's papers. And it's going to cause the president all kinds of harm. So Toby has to do something. So you see Toby gathering all of his staff together. And Toby, by the way, is not the guy that you want to mess with in the West Wing. And he walks in and he explains to them what's happened. And then he says, I'm not going to take off anybody's head. I'm not going to lose my temper. I'm here for you. You're here for me. We're in this together. We're a team. I want you to die for me because I would die for you. That's who we are. We're going to be in it together. And then he walks out. He submitted when he could have thrown around the empire hierarchy. He showed a difference in relationship of grace and forgiveness that he didn't need to show. And here we are. We have buildings to put up. We have elders to elect. We have a discovery project that has just been reported to you and will be on the webpage. And I want to say and ask us all, will we submit to one another and find out what it is that you need to submit to us for so as you can contribute and I need to submit to you guys so as I can contribute to the community of Jesus in Belfast as it was in Colossae to make the difference in this area. I am committed. I know so many of you that are committed. Are we going to submit to one another in relationships that do not reflect the empire at all but come dressed in grace, love, compassion, forgiveness, nobody above each other, submitted to one another under the master so that we can 
progress his kingdom in this place and at the ends of the earth. Are you up for it? Are you up for it? Let's all submit. Let's pray. Lord, help us to see that when we come into this relationship with you through Christ, that we come into different relationships with one another. That as it says in Romans, we belong to each other. As it tells us in Corinthians, there's nothing we can all do if the mouth decides not to speak or the ankle decides not to move or the knee joint decides not to. We all have to submit to each other in this body of this body is going to move forward for you. So I pray, Lord, that we will have radically different relationships in our homes, husband to wife, parent to child. I pray, Lord, that we will have radically different relationships in our places of work, boss to employee, employee to boss. I pray that we would have radically different relationships in this community where one's a minister, some are elders, some are on committee, some lead things, that all of us would submit to one another in this new kingdom under the one who holds it all together that we might reveal in the midst of empire an alternative imagining of kingdom. Give us wisdom as to how to do this. Give us courage to put it in practice. In Christ's name we pray.